How to negotiate fees. 12 ways to save money on phone, banking, and other service bills. This is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and perhaps you're detecting just a bit more joy in my voice because this is one of my favorite things in the whole world is negotiating down fees. Oh my gosh. Like, this is just one of the things that, you know how they say you should find something that makes you feel really alive and then you should just, you know, do that thing, figure out what that thing is and that's what your purpose is on this planet? Well, folks, this this is something that makes me feel really alive is when I get the chance to negotiate down or perhaps even get negotiate a refund on some stupid fee that some company is trying to make me pay. Oh, oh my, all the, the hairs on my body are just erect with the, the prospect of negotiating down fees. This is something I really enjoy. And... In this podcast, in this article, we're going to do a deep dive on that. It's going to save you money. So listen up. Okay, so this is about negotiation. And negotiation is one of the finest skills to hone. Even if you aren't in sales or business, you can benefit almost every day by sharpening your negotiating abilities. Over the years, I've saved myself and my businesses thousands, somewhere in the five-figure range in fees from different services companies. And here, I am going to break down the mindset, uh, communication style, influence methods, issue leveraging techniques, and I'm also going to give you some specific just lines to use, just some, some kind of templates of things to say. So I think that you're going to want to along with this podcast, go and check out the article that is linked below. Because like I said, I've got like some template lines that you can use uh, to save yourself quite a bit of money. And this is something, like I said, I've been doing this for a while. A long time ago, when I first went into business for myself, I had a business partner and we were startup guys. So we didn't have very much money. And so we just made it a point to kind of to negotiate almost every single fee and payment. And we made it a point to negotiate almost everything that we had to pay. And we got pretty good at it. And this is a bit of a skill set that has continued to serve me just the other month. For example, I got a, I think it was maybe a $53 fee on my PayPal account. And I said, what the heck is this? And it was from Adobe. And I said, why am I paying an Adobe $53? 
And so I went and looked at my contract with them and they had some stipulation where they started me out at a low reasonable price and then they bumped my price up to $53. And I said to myself, uh, this software is not quite worth $53 a month to me. So I went and got into a uh, customer service chat with them and I did my negotiating thing. And then I managed to lock in a low price. I think I got my price down to about $19 a month. And I managed to lock that in for several more years just by doing a little bit of negotiating, just by asking people to do me a favor. So that's pretty great, right? That's the kind of thing we want. And especially now with COVID and with how COVID is transforming the world and changing everything and making everything such a challenge for all of us individually and for businesses, businesses are willing to make exceptions. You can say, oh, you know, COVID, COVID has made it so difficult for me to pay my bills. You know, it's such a challenging time. You know, we're all in this together, right? Uh, I received that that email from your CEO saying how we're, we're all in this together, right? So, you know, don't you think you could maybe uh, cut my fee by 50% a month? And they'll say, well, yes, we all are in this together. So, you know, maybe we can't do 50, 50 a month, but I think we could maybe do 25% a month. So the opportunities for negotiation are limitless, to use that favorite word of mine. Okay, which brings us to the first point here, which is a mindset. And so the mindset we want to go into with our negotiation is that we want to treat it like a game. And I have a meme here. You're going to want to check out the meme, maybe share the meme around. And it's from that movie with um, Keanu Reeves and... Uh, geez, what is that old guy's name? I am not much of a movie guy. But the, remember, there's the old guy in Keanu Reeves, and the old guy is the devil, and he's the he's negotiating with the devil. Babe, what the heck is the name of that movie? Devil's Advocate. Devil's Advocate. That's right. That's right. What's the name of that old guy? Who's the devil in that movie? Hmm. Who's that old guy? Robert. Robert. Was it Robert? So anyways, so this is Al Pacino. Al Pacino, that's right. And remember, Al Pacino says, are we negotiating? Or Keanu Reeves says, are we negotiating? And the devil says, always. So the devil is always negotiating. And that's why, uh, that's why we should be negotiating. It's one of the best movies ever made. As well. Yeah, it was. That was a good movie. Okay. So again, we want to treat all this a bit like a game. You may be furious at your service providers for uh, fees they are charging you. Or you may feel guilty and mad at yourself about being late on a payment. Or maybe you uh, screwed something up that's you know costing you, that's incurring a fee. And so what's important is to kind of remove those emotions from this whole process. Don't be so angry at them. Don't be so angry at yourself. Kind of treat this like a game. 
and it's a game that you're playing to exercise and build your negotiating influence and communication skills. And then also keep in mind that the customer service reps, the people you're talking to on the phone, they aren't your enemy. Uh, they don't get paid anymore. They probably don't get paid any more or less to charge you exorbitant fees. They are, they are actually kind of on your side. So keep all that in mind. Okay, next point, communication style. Be friendly, but escalate your assertiveness and aggressiveness before you start your negotiating session with customer service, get a pen and pad out, or I guess uh, get out your, your Evernote application on your phone so you can take notes. Remember, people want to help nice people, so kill them with kindness. Write down their name and use it from time to time during the conversation. Don't be afraid to use a little humor to establish rapport when they say, hey, how are you doing today? Say, you know what? I was uh, out walking on the sidewalk and I stepped in some dog poop, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's just, it's a minor setback and I'm optimistic that we can make the most of our day together. You know, a little bit, a little bit of humor, uh, so that they, uh, so that you can stand out and maybe brighten their day just a bit before you enter into your, uh, negotiation, uh, war room with them. A customer service rep has to talk to uh, angry customers all day long. That's, that's what these people often have to deal with. So at least try to begin the conversation by being personable. Here's a line that I like to use. I'd say, okay, Chris, or whatever their name is, I've made an effort to be very civil and friendly with you, even though your company is treating me like garbage here. There has to be something you can do to help me. Now, shut up and let them help you. What's important is to balance this with assertiveness. Be uh, very clear and upfront about what you want. If they don't offer you what you want, then be increasingly assertive and aggressive. So again, yeah, start out on the right foot. Try to start out by being friendly, and then you, uh, you can always you're uh, you're you're almost never in life dealing with rational actors. In life, you're almost always dealing with with emotional actors. So if you've been friendly to them in the beginning of the conversation, then you can appeal to the emotional deposits that you've made there. Next point, asking is half the battle. What might surprise you is that customer service reps, even the first level operators, are often willing to refund your fees and make an exception to help you if you only ask them. I'm amazed at how many times I've had this kind of exchange. Okay, so I say, I really don't think it's fair that I'm being charged this, this extra fee. I pay my normal bill, which is what I signed up for. Can you waive the fee 
Chris, please. And then the customer service rep will say something like, no, sorry, sir, it's our policy not to waive that fee. And I'll say, well, Chris, I, I just don't think it's fair. Uh, how would you like it if I was charging you a fee like this? Can you please ask your manager for me? I, I'm a good customer of your company, and I think I deserve the, the best service. And then they'll put me on hold for a few minutes, and then the customer service rep comes back and says, Sir, I checked, and we, uh, we're actually willing to uh, extend you a courtesy, and we can waive this fee this time. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Okay, all that, that's so nice of you. But inside, I'm saying, to, I'm uh, cackling to myself. And I'm saying, yes, of course you can waive the fee. Of course you can. I just needed to ask just a little bit more. So remember that. Asking is half the battle. Next point. Talk to the manager. If the first level operator is unable or unwilling to help you, you definitely want to talk to their manager. And you can use this line. Say, Chris, I'm sure you're a nice person, but you're not providing me with the service I think I deserve as a good customer of your company. I'd like you to transfer me to your manager. I will let them know you did everything you could to try to help me. Once you get on, once you get the manager on the phone, write down their name restate your case and request a refund or whatever you want. A lot of times this will do the trick. If they claim that they just can't help you, use this line. Say, I refuse to believe that your customer service organization has no one capable of making a decision. Now, what can you do to help me? Even though they may tell you they don't, different customer service managers may have different policies when it comes to extending refunds. If one manager is just refusing to help, you hang up and then call back and talk to someone else and you'll be surprised. A lot of times you can you can get a different result. You'll talk to one manager and they'll say, nope, we've got an ironclad rule. No refunds of this particular kind of fee. And then you're like, oh, bummer. And then you call back and then you find out that it's not such an ironclad rule. So about 50 to 75% of the time, you will actually be able to resolve your issues by doing the four steps above. Uh, talk to the manager, ask for help, uh, the communication style, and then kind of treating it like a game. A lot of times that will actually, that'll actually uh, get you what you want. So let's move on. Leverage errors and issues. A lot of times service companies with an ironclad policy of no refunds do extend discounts for bad services, for bad service, or mistakes they have made. Here's some examples of errors that service companies make. Uh, they screw up your billing amount. They keep you on hold for too long. They transfer you to multiple operators who have been un unable to help you. 
the service goes down temporarily. There's a malfunctioning product or um, uh, the equipment stuff is not quite working as advertised. Or maybe they fail to call you back on an issue when they say that you will. If they have made any one of these mistakes or a, a multitude of others out there in the last year, then you can emphasize the huge inconvenience this caused you, how much time and money it cost you, and why you deserve a discount. If there was an error or mistake uh, they told you would be taken care of and then was not, or if one customer service rep tells you something different than another, then you can use this line. You can say, were you lying to me then or are you lying to me now? And they're going to say, well, no, we weren't lying. We were just, uh, there was a miscommunication. It was an error. And then you can say, okay, well, I think that, you know, a uh, discount or a refund is maybe in order in that situation. So you want to, uh, <laughs> generally, I'm a fan of being a forgiving person, but when you're dealing with big corporations that you, that charge you monthly for some kind of service, you want to not be so forgiving. You want to keep track of any mistakes that they make. And then when you need a bit of negotiating leverage, then you've got that list handy. Okay, next point. Ask for more than what you want. Negotiating 101 is that you should ask for more than what you want. And that way they can counteroffer uh, closer to what you actually want. And at the same time, they feel they are doing a good job of negotiating. They feel that they are not just getting ran over. And so you'll say, okay, my the product cost is $75.00. And actually my budget is, or product cost is $100. My budget is $75. Um, so I go in and I offer them $50. Or maybe this would be more appropriate if we're talking about a, I don't know, something you're buying used off Craigslist. Let's say you're gonna buy a, a, a used couch, okay? And I, I can think of some, uh, some uh, shoddy and inglorious used couches that I've bought in my day for about $75. Um, but so you go in with a budget of 75 bucks, you say, can you do 50? Can you do 50 bucks? And then the guy says, uh, it was a hundred bucks, but yeah, sure, okay, I guess 75, we can do that. So then you end up at paying what you want to pay. And it works the same way if you're trying to negotiate down a fee. And about a quarter of the time, they will take your first offer. And so then you kind of end up better off than you thought you would be in the first place. That's a good thing. Next point. Sometimes you want to disavow responsibility. In some cases, you want to vehemently defend yourself. If you convincingly act like the mistakes resulting in the fees or issues are completely their company's responsibility, 
you will be surprised at your ability to convince them to believe you as they try to explain their policies and reasons for giving you fees or causing the issue, you can tell them. You can say, look, I'm just a stupid customer. I don't know the way your system works. I just pay my bill and I expect good service. And they're gonna be like, well, you know, there's a, uh, there's a tiered fee system that if you, uh, if you overuse such and such thing and you're like, look, I'm just a stupid customer. I don't have the time to figure all this stuff out. I can't pay an attorney to explain all this to me. I just pay my bill and I expect good service. And then a lot of times they'll, you know, you can go back to explaining how they made some little mistake and then they'll say, okay, okay, okay. Let us, let us cut this in half by 50%. So you can make some progress. Next point is you want to emphasize your value as a customer. So you want their company and job would not exist if it wasn't for customers like you paying their bills every month. So you want to emphasize this to them. If you are a new customer, emphasize that if they treat you right and you get good service with them, you will refer your friends to them. You'll send more business to them. If you are an old customer, emphasize your loyalty, the length of the relationship, and the amount of money that uh, they have made off you over the years. Next point, you want to separate the customer service rep from the problem. Most customer service reps are decent people who just want to get through the day and make customers like you happy. They could care less about the profit margins of their employer. So appeal to their uh, human decency. Explain how wrong it is how you are being treated. Let them know that you are not angry at them personally, but that you're angry with their policies. Next, appeal to economics. Customer service is very expensive to, to companies. And this is something you'll often do if you're talking to a, a manager, is you'll want to make the appeal to economics. Explain to them that they have to pay for call centers, phone systems, and employees. Emphasize how much you are costing them in time due to their bad policy of charging you fees. And here's the line I would use. I would say something like, I'm a good customer. I pay my bill. So you realize it's going to cost your organization more money arguing on the phone with me than it is to refund fees or solve my problem. Not to mention what it costs you in brain damage and stress dealing with this problem. I'd really like you to just do the right thing here. Uh, how can you help me? Okay, next one. Sometimes you gotta complain to the big boss. Occasionally, you will have a situation that is particularly costly to you and the customer service manager just will not budge. The founders, presidents, CEO, or executives 
of many companies maintain a blog or social media presence for their companies or at least have a bio page somewhere out on the internet with uh, an email link that you can often track down. C-level execs of companies are often more aware of the damage a disgruntled customer can do than customer uh, service employees are. So sometimes, again, if you're dealing with a, a real costly situation, it's worthwhile to try to uh, reach out to the C-level. And uh, here's an example of when this was particularly effective. I was facing several hundred dollars in fees for custom programming of a server for a client's internet company a while back. My hosting company had made numerous mistakes and cost me a lot of time. The customer service managers just refused to help me out. So I looked up the CEO of my hosting company. I discovered that he maintained a blog talking about business. So I posted a comment with a link to get in touch with me on his most recent blog, uh, just kind of telling him about my situation, you know, because if you're a CEO, if you're going to take the time to write a blog, well, you're probably going to pay attention to the comments. That's the reason most people write blogs. And so I left a blog, a comment on his blog talking about my situation, the problems I had with his company, and my intention to go about telling the entire internet about it. And almost immediately, I received a call from a high-level manager there apologizing for the situation and offering to solve my problem free of charge. That was a real uh, negotiating win there. And it only took a bit of Google searching and uh, comment posting. If you really want to take this to the next level, post a blog or a YouTube video about your bad experience. Include the name of a company's, uh, a company executive's name in the title or keywords. Then you can be uh, certain this will show up when people Google their name. And a corporate exec, uh, a business person, will move heaven and earth to fix a PR disaster. When something becomes public, people really start to care, right? When, when things become public and personal, people really start to, uh, people really start to, it's surprising how much action people can take quickly. Okay, so you can take down a blog, you can take down a YouTube video, and Google will de-index it uh, when they do what you want. And this is a powerful tactic. So be discerning in using this sort of tactic. If it's misused, it can result in uh, legal action threats against you. Finally, let's talk about making 
threats. And I list this uh, here at the bottom because it's the last resort. Usually you can get your way with the tactics described above. Customer service managers know that disgruntled customers are the worst thing for a company. In the modern day of Google, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, you have more power than ever to hurt the reputation of a brand. Inform them that you will be posting a blog, a YouTube vlog, or a tweet about your terrible experience with their company. And the threatening part, occasionally a customer service employee will be unprofessional or take a personal stance against you. Sometimes these people can get petty. In this case, I go for the jugular. I ask them their full name, typically early on in the conversation, and write it down. Sometimes they will just give you uh, their first name. They won't give you their full name, in which case you can say, first name, last initial. I'm taking notes. And then uh, once you have their first name, last initial, you inform them that you will be mentioning them in a scathing post complaint about your experience. And if you have their first and last name, you can use it in your post and people are going to see it out there. And this is a, a powerful, potentially career destroying tactic. So, you know, please only use it unless someone has uh, really chosen to wrong you, which it does sometimes, it does sometimes happen, but it's kind of a nuclear action, nuclear option for last result. So those are my 12 uh, life hacks for um, getting your way when it comes to negotiating uh, fees and dealing with uh, big companies that have terrible policies. I might add that these types of negotiation strategies, I'm not using these when I'm dealing with uh, when I'm dealing with some kind of local business. Um, in fact, if I'm dealing with another entrepreneur, I will I'll do a bit of negotiation, but these type of tactics I reserve typically for when I'm dealing with some big soulless corporation that has a dehumanizing kind of policies. You know, the trend with really big companies is that the bigger they get, uh, they become public companies, they stop really caring that much about their their customers, and then they have bad policies, they charge ridiculous fees, and in those sorts of situations, I say, be merciless with your negotiation tactics. And I will add, if as a personal finance life hacker, you are going to want to acquaint yourself further with the art and science of negotiation. So you're going to want to read the book, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, which is a deep dive on negotiation. It goes into some, some really uh, great stories, strategies, tactics. I really enjoyed this book. And I did a book review podcast, which I'm going to link to 
at the bottom of this article. So do check that all out. You know, if you manage to save yourself some money using some of the tactics here, well, you know, I'm not going to say that you should, you know, send me a tip, but, you know, just, uh, you could send me a, a very thankful tweet or a very thankful social media message my way. Just say, hey man, I just saved 50 bucks by, uh, by, you know, using some of your negotiation tactics. And I'll just say, I don't know, maybe, maybe go spend that on nootropics. <laughs> I'm Jonathan with the Limitless Mindset. Looking forward to a continued conversation with you.